Hey, it is Wake Up With KC, and I'm so excited to talk about this topic. So many of Americans and even people around the world deal with anxiety, PTSD, and so much more when it comes to mental health. But what if there is a way that we do not have to deal with that? What if hypnosis can help change all of that so you could be your best self and live your best life now? And today I have John Moyer joining us. Hello. Hey, How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I've been waiting for you to be on my show so I can actually ask these questions. Well, ask away. That's why I'm here. Well, everyone, like there has been so much in the media about mental health. Mm -hmm. Especially the last uh, couple of years. Yes, with this pandemic. And I, a thought came to me. I'm like, well, what if hypno hypnosis or hypnotherapy can help people that suffer with anxiety or in um, some sort of mental health or even PTSD. And, you know, absolutely. And, and you know, now the, the thing is, is, of course, you know, everybody has, you know, everybody is different. But, you know, the thing is, is that what happens to us is we get situations and experiences linked up within our subconscious mind that we equate to um, pain or negative emotions and that sort of thing. And, you know, the, and like Joe Dispenza says, we, we live in the residual outcome of our past thoughts, emotions, you know, and experiences. So, you know, when people look around and they see kind of a bleak thing happening, just like with a lot of people <clears throat> over, you know, over the last couple of years, then all of a sudden, you know, their mind is going to take that and run away with it and tell us that we're supposed to feel stress, we're supposed to feel anxiety, we're supposed to feel terrified or afraid, what, you know, whatever the case may be. And what you're doing essentially with hypnosis is you're going into the subconscious mind where those connections are made and you're disconnecting connections and you're reconnecting um, you know, to new connections so somebody can have a more positive, empowering experience for themselves. Well, you know, I'm always talking about, you know, limited beliefs, mm -hmm. mental programmings, mm -hmm. and even emotional, energetic traumas. Yeah. That is not only in our subconscious, but also internally in us because it's energy it's a you know energy in motion which is emotion yeah yeah and could that possibly be what's holding some of us back and we don't yeah. really consciously well, know it the, the, well one of the one of the huge challenges that you know society and humanity has today is the fact that we're so connected Right. You know, we call it social media, but in a, in a way, sometimes I refer to it as emotional media because we're constantly being barraged with um, people telling us how we should, you know, we should feel, you know, you, you look at it's like clickbait with, you know, with, um, you know, with news articles or whatever. And, you know, even if you go on to see headlines like Twitter, it's a lot of it's so 
framed from the negative perspective, right? It's like, why you should be worried about this or this fear is, you know, what, whatever the case may be. And not to mention the fact that, you know, you've got a world of people who typically, what's human behavior to, you get upset about something, so you immediately want to whip out your phone and you want to post about how upset you are or angry you are on social media, complain about something or mock somebody else. And that just spreads around the world and people see it and it just propagates, you know, that negative energy. Now you couple that with the fact that, you know, when it's like when I talk to my, you know, my kids, if they're staring at their phone, right? That is actually a form of, of hypnosis when you are so engaged. It's like, you know, when you're watching a movie, you're reading a book, you're so focused on that. Um, you kind of zone everything else out around you. Mm-hmm. So you're focused on that thing. So you're kind of entering a hypnotic state in that. And that's that hypnotic state, that alpha and theta brainwave state. That's where you have access to the subconscious mind where it starts to pick up suggestion. So you've got people fixated you know, in a hypnotic state on, cause we're so conditioned to look at our phones and stare at our phones. Um, and then on top of that, you've got some negative programming, um, emo, you know, negative emotional energy that's, that's coming into people. So, you know, that's, that's a big part of the challenge that we face today. Well, not only that, but what about the habits? Cause people yeah. form habits, habits form their future. Yeah. And then what you think, how you feel and the things you do repetitiously creates a mood, which creates a personal personality. Then it also manifests into your own personal reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so you wouldn't know. hypnosis, like if someone's like struggling with all of it, like whatever issue, whatever hypno, uh, hypnosis can sort of, change that go to the subconscious and like rewrite the script kind of thing that's you know that's exactly what it is you know the subconscious mind is it's our operating system right it's our it's our computer programming so it's the hard drive it's the hard drive right so you're going into the hard drive and you are deleting some information and you're adding new information and and the way that i kind of the analogy that i use for hypnosis is if you think about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind between the conscious and the subconscious mind there is a thing called the critical faculty it's kind of a firewall between the two it's the gatekeeper of the subconscious mind and i liken it unto the bouncer outside of a nightclub you know the the big guy with a red velvet rope who determines Mm -hmm. who gets into the club and who doesn't get into the club so what you're doing with hypnosis is you're basically distracting the bouncer with a red velvet rope and allowing and while the bouncer is distracted and looking away, you're putting in, you know, that new information into the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind is typically, it doesn't like change. It's very lazy. It's like we're in a pattern of doing things and this is how, you know, we do things and this is how we're going to continue to do things. It's like when somebody, you know, you read a book, you see a movie, maybe you go to a seminar, whatever the case may be. And you go, these ideas make so much sense this is great and I'm going to start incorporating this into my life and my life is going to be changed and I'm going to be wonderful. And I'm going to be happy. And the, the thing is, is that consciously it makes sense. And, you know, after three days, a week, whatever the case may be, you're back to the same old patterns of behavior. And the reason why that is, is because consciously it makes sense, but subconsciously 
your your subconscious mind goes, of course it makes sense, but for everybody else and not for us, because we can never get you know what we prefer. We can't succeed. Nothing ever works out for us, and that's why it's so important that making you know a change for yourself to discover that new reality um, is changing the reality in, inside of your subconscious mind. Yeah, because it's the limited beliefs that not only we created, mm -hmm. but the beliefs that have been passed on for generations as yeah. well. Yeah, because that's, I mean, the, the thing about the subconscious mind is that nothing has to logically make sense. You know, when, when you look at something consciously, you're, you're kind of able to make an evaluation. You're able to see that something, you know, makes sense or, you know, or it doesn't. You can look at um, two plus two and see that, you know, it, it equals, let's say seven and consciously goes, no, that doesn't make sense because I know that two plus two equals four. You can reason it out. You go into the subconscious mind and you can literally tell the subconscious mind that two plus two equals seven. And that's how that equation is going to come out for you. Sub so and this is something I've done when I, you know, I've done my stage show, um, you know, and one of the kind of a, a, a standard skit that a lot of hypnotists do is, you know, you tell somebody that the number three is erased from their mind or the number seven is erased from their mind. And um, so you, you tell somebody to stand up and you say, hey, you're here to, to win a lot of money. All you have to do is answer an easy question. You know, how many fingers do you have? And somebody goes, I have 10 fingers. And I go, great, count out, show me you have 10 fingers and you'll get you know, a million dollars, whatever the case is. And they start counting. Well, somebody will go one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And then they just stare at their hands because they can't figure out why they have eleven fingers. Now, consciously, we know that we have ten fingers, but when you take that number out of the equation in the subconscious mind, no matter what you do, um, it's always going to add up to, um, you know, eleven. So, that is kind of, and it's one of the things that I say to people. So look, if you've got, you know, the audience members is what I say. If you, if you have something in your life that you want to, you know, delete a limiting belief that you want to get rid of, this is how it works with the subconscious mind. You get in there, you delete and you reinstall the new information. Well, what if the, what if the client or um, customer does not know what they're like, they're struggling, but they can't figure out what that block is are you as a, a hypnosis expert able to communicate with the subconscious and find out what that is what that like get to the root of the problem you know and that's that's also another interesting um it has been a conversation amongst do we need to understand why the thing is the way that it is in order to resolve the behavior and some people have differing, you know, opinions on that. You think you need to go back, you need to figure out why it is, and then you can address the resulting behavior. Whereas other people might just go, it doesn't, you don't, you just need to address the resulting behavior. Um, but typically, if somebody is working, you know, with a, a client, you know, one on one, you're going to sit well, down. I'm like, what, yeah. it just makes sense to me. Like, well, you got to get to the root of the problem. So it doesn't repeat itself. Where did it, where was it created? Where did it originate? And, and that, we... that typically is what it, like a traditional, you know, uh, you know, approach might take. Let's go back and let's figure this out. Um, now I'll give you an, I'll give you an example of 
somebody that I, um, it was a friend of mine that I, that I worked with. And now the interest, and it wasn't a life challenging um, problem for, for challenge for them. It was just more of a curiosity, but their entire life, they, um, there was something weird with peanut butter. Like the thought of peanut butter, the smell of peanut butter, the sight of peanut butter made them choke and gag and feel anxiety as, as strange as that. So they, you know, they never gave their kids peanut butter. They avoided peanut butter. Again, not a life debilitating situation. Now, so what, what we did is I did a hypnosis session. Now, but they were, see, now they were curious to understand why that, that, why that was. Now you could hypnotize somebody to go, peanut butter doesn't bother you, right? Peanut butter, you feel neutral about it, et cetera, and so forth. And the subconscious mind could actually act upon that and not have any issues with, you know, with peanut butter. So mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to know what caused it to resolve the problem. They wanted to know what, you know, what it was. And it, the weird thing was, is we was able to go back in hypnosis and they realized when they were about two years old or so, they were being um, babysat by a, a relative uh, and the, the siblings were in high chairs. They were given a peanut butter sandwich to eat and they were playing with the food. And the relative got really upset you know, and was taking the peanut butter sandwich and like shoving it in the kid's mouth and being angry. You will eat this, eat this, stop playing with your food. And that caused choking and gagging anxiety and that the subconscious mind had that linked up their entire life to, you know, to peanut butter. Oh, um, I, I relate that to emotional energetic trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the stuff that's kind of, you know, floating around. Of course, you know, if it was a, a, a debilitating situation for somebody, depending on the case, you know, you don't necessarily need to know what caused it to stop it, you know, from happening. So Wow. Yeah, I mean, it would be like, you know, you have a flat tire, right? And it's like, do we need to, we know the tire's shot, right? Do we need to go back to the point in the road and figure out, did we run over a nail? Was there, you know, what happened? No, you just put a new tire on. You know, that's, that's you can look at it that way too. And does it help with hypnosis if somebody is open and curious of, okay, I have this issue. I'm not too sure why I feel the way I do when that, whatever. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, the thing is, is that people typically wind up using the hypnosis approach when, you know, other things have not worked for them. It's right. It's always like that last thing. The last resort. Goes, yeah. It's like, I've tried everything else. All right. Well, let me see if hypnosis will work. Um, but obviously it, it does help that you know somebody wants to be you know be open you know to something if they're not open to something then um that can make it uh you know more ch and tip if, look if they're not open to something they're probably not going to be there you know in the first place um right. to try to you know tap into um hypnosis but you know even if there's even if they crack the door open for you know a little bit of curiosity you know that can obviously allow things to open up even even further but definitely a mindset of I prefer to experience something helps. Wow. And have you ever done hypnosis and, you know, sometimes the, to me, it's like the subconscious is connected to the soul. 
Mm-hmm. And even past lives. And it's like an Akashic Records uh, a gateway. Yeah. Have yeah. you done um, sessions where you found out about somebody's past life and tapped into that? When I was going through... You know, because I started doing, I, I trained as a stage hypnotist first, and then later on I went and um, certified with the National Guild of Hypnotists. But and then during the, the course of, you know, the, the, the training, and we had about 100 hours of <clears throat> classroom training, we did do some, um, some past life regression. I didn't do it on someone else live. Um, I had it done to me. And... It was an interesting experience, and I and I, I look at it from two different perspectives. On the one hand, I'm I'm the first person to be open-minded about anything and everything, right? So I'll go, okay, great, um, I'm open. Tell me more. So when I had it, I had it done to me. Um, the weird thing was is that I was I was taken back to um, I was like a I was like a mafia soldier in the 1930s. Right. It was kind of it was kind of weird. And now the interesting thing was, is my my entire life, um, I've had a fascination in particular with, the you know, with The Godfather. The first time I saw the movie, read the book, um, I was always fascinated um, with the mafia. And, you know, I graduated from theater and film school. I went on and actually wrote and uh, directed. Um, it was a comedy, actually about a mafia family from Jersey that gets put in the witness relocation program to uh, an all Mormon community in Utah. So now, so I have this experience where I go, wow, I was taken back and I was, um, you know, a mafia soldier in this. Now I know I was hypnotized. I was legitimately hypnotized. I know what that feels like. There was part of me that goes, was my subconscious mind searching for this to come up with this? Or was it always there? Um, and I can honestly go, I, I, I go, I don't, I don't know which of the two, you know, that it were, that it was, you know, and of course I've seen other people, you know, have past life regressions where, man, there was just like really vivid detail. There was, you know, things that they, you know, that they knew and that they, that they recalled. So, I mean, I'm totally, you know, totally, completely open to that. And actually, you know, I kind of believe in that, you know, universal field of energy with everybody, you know, one being consciously connected. Um, so relative for me, you know, I have, I can't definitively say it was my subconscious mind looking for something or, you know, it was already there, but, um, you know, I have created it before. Yeah. Your memory of it, you're remembering certain aspects and it, isn't it like a deja vu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it when some yeah it can be like that. You know, when somebody goes through hypnosis, um, and everybody sometimes I think they tend to think that it's supposed to be this very black and white experience that everybody has the same experience, but it's it, it's not. You know, when 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 someone experiences it, when all is said and done, you'll have people that remember it kind of like a dream or like that deja vu kind of you know experience, and maybe things come back to them. Um, other people will experience something where they remember everything, but you know, they just, they feel so good. Um, cause, cause people tend to think that they think, well, I was aware of everything that happened while well, I was hypnotized. So does that mean I wasn't hypnotized? No, it just means you were aware of what was going on. Um, so everybody has a very unique individual experience, you know, when they experience hypnosis. 
and could it also like if you want to transform something in your life and not just get rid of a um a mental belief or program but is there a way with hip uh having a hypnosis session to where you can help somebody like think of the, a person that they would like to become and what they want to do right right with a hypnosis sessions you can like rewire the mind to think like that that's who you are now yeah and you know cuz and one of the one of the things that i say when i do when i create one of my hypnosis programs you know for youtube is I, you know, I tell people to just get rid of the word want. Don't say that you want something. So, you know, I want to be a certain weight or I want to be have a certain amount of money or I want to feel, you know, good or, or whatever the case may be. Because what happens is subconsciously, the subconscious mind goes, we want something. So that must mean we don't have something. So we want it. So it propagates and keeps the keeps the person in a state of want because you're saying, I want something, so I must continue to want this. Now, I tell tell people to use the word prefer. So when you say, I prefer to be a person who, you know, is X, Y, Z, or, you know, does whatever the case may be, or have whatever, I prefer to be this, then the subconscious mind starts to operate from that perspective of, oh, this is what we prefer, this is what we like, so that means this is how we're going to behave and this is what we're going to you know accomplish so yeah it 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 you're you're doing exactly that you're you're eliminating you know the limiting beliefs or the behaviors the patterns of behaviors that are holding somebody back and you're re in you know you're installing new beliefs new patterns of you know behavior so if somebody is in a situation and they think you know every time i get into this search situation you know, with this person or, or this happens, I feel anxiety, I feel stressed, I feel, you know, feel scared, then what you're doing is you're, you're removing those connections to fear and anxiety connected with a, you know, a person or situation, and you're either neutralizing them or you're capitalizing on empowering, you know, uh, emotions and behavior. So, you know, that's one of the first things I tell people to do or, 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 you know, share with people is that first you can neutralize whatever that negative emotion is, whatever that, you know, negative energy is, just get it to a place where, you know, you're not feeling negative. And then from there, you know, that's already a huge first step right there. But then if you can now associate that situation with you're feeling empowered and you're feeling strong, you're feeling like you, you know, have a voice, then, you know, that's, that's all the better. And uh, like you said, in, in you know, if you keep like wanting more money, want a new relationship, wanting this, it's almost like you're telling the universe that you want to experience wanting something. So how does that law of attraction? It's, it's almost like a law of attraction aspect. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it, it, well, you know, that's the thing. I, I you know, I tell people that hypnosis can benefit. To me, there's two types of people. There's you know, the Newtonian physics people who believe that in order to change something or do something, you have to physically interact with physical matter. And then, you know, there's, you know, there's the law of attraction people who, you know, come from the perspective of, 
it's energy we resonate energy and you know we attract energy so if you're speaking in context of you know law of attraction the, the thing about the conscious mind is and speaking in computer bits the sub or the conscious mind is able to process about seven to ten bits of information per second whereas the subconscious mind is processing something around 20 million bits of information per second so and, and, you know and i think the challenge with uh, initially the idea of law of attraction is people think i'm just going to think about this i'm going to think about it i'm going to think about it and it's just going to happen the thing is is that you've got to get into that energetic state you've got to get into that emotional feeling state you have to neutralize you know those limiting beliefs so you know again it goes back to that what i was talking about earlier where the subconscious mind goes yeah it makes sense for everybody else but not for us so you rewire your subconscious mind to be able to come from that perspective of preference so that's the energy that you're resonating and that's the energy that shows up for you and I, you know and it's interesting because i tell people you know law of attraction you know it's not foo-foo you know it's not it's it's quantum physics mm -hmm. is what it comes down to you know for me and i think we we're coming to find a, you know a greater understanding you know since whatever it was i don't know 15 years ago or whatever the you know the the book the secret came out or you know and that wasn't really you know it wasn't really some i mean it, it it did seem to be like this wow there there's this new book this new idea of thinking but you know obviously you know it was a concept that had been around for since I, early humanity i think you know early humanity had an understanding about um you know energy and the way we interact with physical reality that was forgotten at one point you know in the dark ages and we're seeing people coming back into a discovery of it now well it was hidden or some of it was destroyed yeah uh, yeah i mean it's it's if you look back at um you know when napoleon hill wrote think and grow rich and of course he was kind of this protege uh, you know, for, uh, of Andrew Carnegie, who wanted him to go out and he told, um, Napoleon Hill, I'll give you access to all these wealthy people, everything that I know. Um, and I want you to write this book. And, you know, the story goes that the original version of Think and Grow Rich was a book, I think it was called The Law of Success and, you know, 16 Lessons or something like that. But the, mm -hmm. the, the first incarnation of the, of the book, um, Andrew Carnegie, or actually, no, I, I believe it was um, Henry Ford, when they, you saw the first incarnation of the book, they're like, there's, we don't want people knowing this stuff. We're going to water this down so people don't have access to this information, you know, and then Thinking Grow Rich kind of came from that, but it was kind of a, a little bit of a watered down um, version of the original information. And the book, I think if it was 16 lessons or whatever it is, it's out there. I, I have a PDF. You can find it online. It's free. You know, people can read the original version of They Can Go Rich. But but you're right. It was, you know, the elite class was like, we don't want people knowing this stuff. You know, we, we you know, we want to keep, we want to keep people down. And that, and it goes back from the, you know, the misconceptions of who we are kind of aspect. And then I could go like just, I'll go to where Ambarambi, the code of laws of Ambarambi. There was close to 300, but they were able to um, get pieces of it. And 
I think there's like 200 and something. You got to go back in that time period. So when I came across this and was reading it, going, okay, this is what? BC or, you know, current era of this time. How did they know how to have wages? How did they know, you know, uh, property taxes and all this other stuff and the physicians, they had physicians back in those times. And I'm going through all this and I'm like, hold up, wait a second. We had to get this from this information from someone yeah. else and yeah, how they co categorized these laws was, um, there was property owners who were considered the wealthy. Then you had the common who were the employees and then you had the slaves. Yeah. And a lot, only the property owners and, and what they call it, the lords and the kings, they got educated. They got the secret. Yeah. And they kept it in within that category. You call it the elite. Yeah. They're the ones that got the education. Women didn't. Yeah. And a lot of men didn't. It yeah. was just the higher class, the most, you know. So I found that fascinating. I was like, well, and then there was somebody reigning before Amber Rambi that had fewer laws. So I was like, so fascinated by like, wow, how do they even know measurements, it, math, geometry, it's all an, of that. It's a really interesting thing. And I, um, you know, Freddie Silva, I don't know if you're familiar with Freddie Silva or not, but he, he's got, you know, he's got books out and he's done some, some really great you know, videos. Um, I see, I've seen a lot of them. Um, most of them actually on, you know, on, on Gaia TV, but where he just goes back into says, looks back at a certain period of, of history, you know, and I, I think he's talking like 6,000 to 8,000 BC, somewhere around there. It seemed that all of a sudden you had all these different groups of people across the globe from, you know, Asia, you know, Egypt, Middle East, South America, um, that all of a sudden got really enlightened and began to understand mathematics and, you know, astronomy. And, you know, he poses some very interesting questions of parallel stories between these groups of people across the world who had no connection to one another, who have very similar um, stories about where some of their information came from, um, and you know, and and it's and it's quite interesting because of the stuff that you're talking to is you know, where do we get this information? You know, that that of course goes back to a that creates a whole other discussion of where the heck did we come from, or how did we get here, and all of that, which is, you know, that can that can be a pretty big rabbit hole to go down. Oh, I've already started that rabbit hole. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like blown away by it. I was like, wait a minute. This was, these writings were here all along. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And now I'm finding more writings. Like these are ancient civilization writings. Like I could go from Sumerians, you know, Emu, Emu uh, Elish, and, you know, you got the Egyptian stuff. And what I find fascinating is, 
you know, the misconception of this Adam and Eve. And yeah. when, and then I'm like, wait a minute, the United States, North America wasn't always there. It had to be somewhere else at the beginning. And I feel like, you know, cause I could see it in my mind's eye. It was like all these continents were actually somewhat clustered together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then a catastrophe happened and it just split everybody. Like yeah. all these continents where there currently are now. I'm like, that makes more, like, even more sense. It just, it feels right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the interesting thing, too, is, is you know, now, you know, going back to speaking about law of attraction, you know, there's so many parallels between, you know, now, if you take law of attraction and say that this was a concept of energy that ancient humanity understood and knew how to be able to manage their energy and control their energy, which then resonated with the energy of physical reality, therefore being able to shape, um, you know, one's physical reality. You know, there's a lot of common threads and parallels between that. And if you look at standard Judeo, you know, Christianity, you know, having faith, you know, that you can do something, you know, the belief that you can do something. And if you have that, you're able to, you know, move mountains, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the case, you know, case may be. And I, I think that there were things that humanity understood and then gradually things became, you know, kind of corrupted and maybe not necessarily intentionally, maybe sometimes intentionally. And then, you know, we, we create these stories to fill in the gaps of the things that we don't understand or, you know, the things that were, you know, forgotten. But I think no matter what you, you know, as you look around, you know, Christianity or, you know, Buddhism, whatever you want to call it, there are all these things that all kind of seem to go back to the concept of, you know, mind, body, spirit, energy. Yes. And, you know, with that, it changes. Okay, here's a question. Because it just came to me. I'm like, yeah, I just came about when have you experienced with um, clients, customers during a hypnosis? They were dealing with something physical, like an illness or, you know, something to that effect. But they went through a couple of uh, hypnosis sessions and found out the i guess the root of why they were having this issue but once they like they realized it just disappeared has that ever happened in some hypnosis sessions you know not you know just understanding the challenge um doesn't necessarily always go you know you see the connection but you also have to physically not physically i i used you know i'm not literally, un, you know, but unplug the connection and plug it into something else. So, you know, and I can use myself as an example. There are things that, you know, as I've kind of gone on my mind evolution and I realize things, there are things that I'm able to trace back, you know, that, you know, connections that I have or have had that have dictated the way I've thought, the way I felt, the way I behaved that I can take that back to, um, you know, my relationship, let's just say, you know, 
the, the experience that I had, you know, with things relative to my father, which of course go back to experiences that he had with his mother and his grandparents. And then of course, who knows what happened, you know, relative to his grandparents, you know, beyond that, because now we're, we're going back, you know, more than a hundred years or whatever the case may be, but just me understanding why something was the way that it was, or, you know, why, uh, you know, I think this way because I had this experience with my father. Well, you know, you have to, you have to break that connection. You have to, uh, you know, erase that. You have to feel. Break the cycle. You have to break the cycle and feel nothing. So just knowing, okay, well, oh, I act this way because, you know, my father said this to me one time and that made me feel a lot of pain when my father said that to me. So now I feel this pain or this anger, or this frustration towards my father. Okay, well, now you know why you feel that way, but you have to obviously address the emotional and mental energy that you're putting on that. Like, so, let that go because it affects every other aspect of your life and what you keep attracting. Right, too, right. Is that there's a connection to that, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, one of the things that, <clears throat> um, you know, I've got a, I've got actually a, a, you know, a program I put out a couple months ago on my YouTube channel that's been really popular and it, it's a you know, it's a cord cutting um you know pro, uh, hypnosis program you know if somebody they have been you know in a relationship with you know a toxic person whatever the case may be um and they want to move on they want to move forward and they go man i know that i am screwed up or feeling negative or whatever the case may be because of my relationship with this toxic person okay so now they're aware of why something is i feel bad it's associated with this person but so what i do in the program is you know you go through this um this imagery of you know you seeing yourself with that person and that there is this energetic you know, ribbon or tether between the two of you, and you are basically allowing that cord to be cut. So, you know, what's happening is, is that your subconscious mind is getting this imagery of seeing you and the other person, you're connected and seeing the cord being cut. And the thing about the subconscious mind is the subconscious mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. It's like when you're having a dream, Something seems really strange and really bizarre and weird, but in the dream, you accept it as real. Same thing, what's going on when you're experiencing hypnosis. So if your subconscious mind is going, oh, okay, I have this negative chain, this cord connecting me to the other person. This cord makes me feel bad. Okay, we cut the cord and the disconnection is made. Therefore, the negative energy, the negative emotion goes away. So, you know, it's this metaphorical imagery, but the subconscious mind accepts it as real. And then therefore you're gonna have the subconscious programming that results from that. You're not gonna feel negative. You're gonna feel more positive. You're gonna feel untethered, you know, with a cord cut from this toxic person. Well, I have another question. Yeah. Because we talk about people form habits, habits form their future. Well, even with, you know, changing your thought, changing the way you feel and doing something new and different on a consistent, like it takes what, 21, it 28, 21 days to make, you know, make a habit, new yeah. habit stick. Well, with 
a hypnosis session, could that cut that in half? Yeah, it can, it can speed it up because what happens is, is you know, it, the, the 21 days to form a habit, consciously doing something, you know, over and over again, it's, it's like this, um, you know, you talk about that somebody has unconscious incompetence where they don't realize how bad they're doing something. Then it's conscious, you know, incompetence where then you realize how bad you're doing something. Then it goes to conscious competence when you have to consistently think about doing something correctly. Um, and then it's unconscious competence where you don't even have to think about it. So what's going on, if you're spending 21 days, you're, you're trying to win by attrition, pounding something into the subconscious mind, and you pick up the habit. But what happens with hypnosis is, you know, you're you're kind of jump-starting something. You're 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 moving it in. You're just getting right in there and allowing the subconscious mind to you know to take the change. Now, for some people, that you know that might take, you know, I've seen people make changes within one hypnosis session. You know, it may take a, a couple of hypnosis sessions because it's like going to the gym. It's like working out a muscle. Mm -hmm. So the more you do it, so. You know, one of the examples that I, I love to use about that when I was performing on um, the cruise ships, and this was about mm, three or four years ago. Um, and one of the things that I do to inspire volunteers to come up on stage is I let them know, look, if you have a goal you want to achieve and you come up here tonight, we're going to enable that to, you know, empower you to make that happen. So, um, and of course, being on the ship, I would only ever do two shows in one night, but you might be on the entire cruise or a few days on the cruise, so you're seeing people that were volunteers on the stage, people that were audience members that saw the show. And I went up, I had a woman come up to me. She said, I had no intentions of volunteering for your show, but you said you could help us achieve a goal. And she said, my whole thing is, is that I'm a chocoholic. You know, and I was talking about, you know, the person in the peanut butter not being debilitating, but for this woman, clearly chocolate was kind of a, a debilitating thing for her because she was eating too much chocolate. It kind of dictated her patterns of behavior. So she goes, I wanted to not eat chocolate. So she comes up on stage and she's got that goal in her mind. And she goes, it's been four days. She goes, I haven't had any chocolate. And there's chocolate everywhere on this ship. My friends can't believe it. This is like so incredible. And you think that's obviously a cool story to, you know, hear at the time. And, um, you know, I hadn't talked to her beyond that. And then a few months ago, she reached out on me on Facebook. She said, I don't know if you remember me or not. I'm the woman on the cruise. Stopped eating chocolate. It's been three years. And I haven't eaten chocolate. So, you know, I've seen that happen, you know, with people right away. Or it's, you know, if it's, you know, a consistent, you know, I had some things that, you know, early on that I wanted to work on. And I was listening to a particular uh, themed hypnosis program for, you know, every day for, you know, however many weeks it was. And it was weird because as I was going around, you know, I'm like, well, I don't feel any different. I don't notice any difference. And then, then a situation came up for me. It must have been you know, two or three weeks after I began listening to this program. And as soon as I found myself in that situation, you know, I realized that I was responding differently. I was feeling differently and I was, um, you know, behaving differently. And that's what all of a sudden was like, oh, wow, this really is working. Okay, cool. Awesome. So self-hypnosis -hypno can also help? Yeah, because it's, you're, yeah. I mean, it's it's a matter of, you know, you don't have to physically be there one-on-one -on -one with somebody. That's the nice thing about the day and age that we live in, too, is, you know, is live within, is that we've got access, access to apps. You know, there's stuff on YouTube. People can explore, and this is what I tell people. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. 
only something that works for you or doesn't. So explore, you know, different apps, different hypnotists, different programs to see who resonates with you. And then, you know, if their style resonates with you, you know, and you know, the particular topic is, you know, is resonating, you know, with you. It's, you know, it's not like 20 years ago, right? Where you just had to go out and find somebody, you know, a local hypnotist and work with them, you know, one-on-one, which is, is a really powerful thing because obviously the hypnotist is able to kind of calibrate and cater the experience to that person's particular, um, you know, requirements. But, you know, if you're listening online, you just have access to, you know, to more stuff and, and um, can just, it's like going to the gym. You just start lifting a little bit of weight and then you're lifting more weight. Oh, wow. And John, um, do you have any upcoming like workshops or besides the programs? Everything that I've been doing, I've been having a really good time. You know, I mean, obviously the last two years has been difficult for everybody. And I, um, you know, as a result, I've been able to, you know, spend all my time just creating my digital content. So YouTube's been my big, my big platform right now. Um, you know, they can find me on YouTube. Just look up John Moyer hypnosis or John Moyer. You'll find me that way. Um, I have been offered to do, you know, I've had a lot of offers to do shows and I've always said no, that a couple weeks ago, I actually did my first, um, stage hypnosis show in two years at a, at a university. And, and that was a lot of fun, but um, you know, my passion has just been being creating content and putting it out there, you know, for the world so everyone can find me on YouTube. Well, John, I have a favor. Yes. <laughs> well, I would like to put a, a virtual event together to help people. And would you be willing to join me in creating this event to help people change their mind and that could be something i could uh i could be open to we can we can chat about that and kind of see what you might i would love it i would think that this would be really amazing and you we could do it virtual that has become a big thing for a lot of people i know i've got i've got some colleagues that they have done very very well um doing virtual hypnosis sessions that you know that, that works for them but you know being able to connect to people you know, I'm passionate about hypnotizing people, you know, in person, but, you know, sharing ideas about how the mind works, um, you know, you can do that virtually. That's always exciting. I would love to. Yes. Let's keep in touch. And I put all the information um, about how they can reach out to you if they have questions and definitely go to YouTube. I was yep. on uh, one of your videos. Uh, videos i got i get notifications now yeah. so oh, okay special it was how to take your power back from energy vampires yeah 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 that was one i just put out a few days ago yeah so i was like oh i gotta listen to this because i'm all about protecting my energy but i yep. love giving yeah my energy is all positive and i just i am love yeah and I've got to expand my love and express my love because it makes me feel even better. Mm-hmm. You're putting out the positive energy. You're sharing that positive energy in it, and it just compounds. Uh, and, it, and it's the most, that to me is euphoric orgasmic ecstasy. <laughs> when, but you have to, would you agree that you have to feel it inwards? Yeah. You've got, if, if you're not resonating within, it's not going to resonate without. 
And once I had that experience, I it, it was like a light bulb or aha moment mm-hmm. that I had. I was like, oh, so this is what it is. Oh, I had it in me all this time. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's the thing. We've got so it with us. It's outside. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. We're taught it's outside. And, you know, it's not from the outside in. It's from the inside out. It's not even from your parents. They don't have a clue. They were yeah. taught the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I would before- love. Oh, we're gonna do it. We gotta. We'll. Uh, I'll get a hold of you. Okay. And um, we'll set. You know, something for the spring or summer. If you're, you have some availability. It's well, already happened. In the spiritual universal realm, there, it already happened. Now we're just going to line up to it. Line up to it. Perfect. I look forward to it. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, John. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate it very much. I enjoy these kind of conversations with people like you that are so, like, you're doing a, it's, it's a cause that needs to be more educational, more awareness, and waking up to new concepts, new ideas to help transform and be the best version of yourself so you can live your best life now. And why not hypnosis? Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I you're exactly right. And I, you know, and I'm grateful that you're spreading the word. You gave me the platform to be able to uh, to talk to people about it today. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. And I will be talking to you soon for sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Casey. Well, there you go. John Moyer explains how hypnosis can help you. Why not? What do you have to lose? Really? Nothing. But so much more you can gain. Why not try hypnosis? Get in contact with John and blow your mind to a whole new way of looking at your life. So, Like I said, you never know who I'm going to get on my show, so stay tuned to Wake Up With Casey.